0: And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, we're here with all of our friends for the big episode 330. And it is 330 because I went back and looked and I think we got screwed up on Christmas because I actually didn't count the Christmas episode as an episode. And then I think we got our wires further crossed and I only know it because I'm uploading to Spotify now. So I'm like, no, I'm not going crazy, am I? This this is definitely it, but Patreon says this, but the but the podcast channels say this.
1: Yeah, well, my recordings, my live. Live recordings in my in my YouTube say this is three thirty two, so I've marked mm. it as three thirty two to keep it consistent.
0: So it's three thirty two. We promise you didn't miss two episodes, everyone. <laughs> this is this is just the way that it's put together for Matt streaming, and uh, he runs the back end, and uh, I'm not going to tell him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I it's taken us three thirty episodes for me to realize Maybe I should record my own audio and send it to Matt. Maybe then it'll be really good. <laughs> And it is. <laughs> I'm I'm. Uh, I'm glad I could make it here tonight, everyone, for the show. I, I shit you not, last week, like the second I got off with Matt, I had a little scratch in my throat. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel good. I hope that doesn't become anything. I have had a terrible head cold for the last full week. And I've only just kind of felt better today.
1: <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good thing you felt better now.
0: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Don't you love it when you have one of those and it moves around where it's like, oh, it's in my nose. I can't breathe. Oh, God, it's in my throat. I keep hacking up phlegm. Oh, no, it's in my chest and I'm wheezing now.
1: Yeah, like travels down or sometimes it travels up as well.
0: It does. Yeah, it went on a whole tour. And of course, you know, because we live in 2024, every time I get sick now, oh, God, is this COVID? Do I oh, need to my take God, a yes. test? Yeah, Do I like- need to be worried about being a super spreader? What the fuck? <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah, you've got to have those tests ready just in case you get... Even the slightest like sniffle mm-hmm. now.
0: Yeah, I- I'm lucky. I kept my taste, my taste, and I wasn't running to the bathroom a lot. And I didn't have all the telltale signs, so I think this was thankfully just normal sick. And don't you love that's a thing now where we're thankful to just be normal sick. <laughs> oh god, I'm really lucky to just be normal sick. <coughs> oh god, yep. Ugh, I'm really feeling blessed right now.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's fine. <coughs> oh, oh. I'm I'm only hacking up a little blood
0: just a little bit oh i had that really bad like brown phlegm you know that stuff ugh, ugh. where it's like where the fuck did you come from where are you in my body where you're that <laughs> color I, i'm like a freaking vehicle and i just checked my dipstick and it's very bad and i'm like <laughs> oh that's oh, bad man. color ugh, someone needs to change the grease inside of me right now i've been used <laughs> to many times <laughs> it's starting to smell <laughs> Uh but yeah that that was my week basically trying to get better. I ran some errands uh before it was showtime and uh, I had an interaction that I swear I've had a million times and it's always the same one but this year it had an extra uh, slightly sinister undercurrent. The older lady uh checking me out at the grocery store there was like, "Oh, are you excited for the big game?" and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess the Super Bowl Sunday, isn't it?" I guess yeah yeah is it is this
1: Sunday or is it it is yeah yeah okay Uh, I'll be we don't do that sort of shit here so I have no idea where when no I guess it is
0: yeah I guess it's more of a North America thing where it's like yeah I mean I'll be excited to watch the trailers on YouTube the next day when someone cuts them together in a fun compilation
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's okay half of them have already like come out because that's what they do nowadays where they like tease the Super Bowl trailers and Mm -hmm. the trailers are more important than the game to some people
0: Sure is. I know I'm definitely one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm 100% one of those people. But this, this lady added an extra little caveat on the end of it that it actually took me a little bit to piece together what she was saying. When she realized, like, oh, I, I guess you're not one of those manly men who watches sports ball, and I'm like, no, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And then she's like, well, if you do watch, be sure to root for the 49ers. And I'm like, huh, that's weird that that lady's a fan of San Francisco. I wouldn't have clocked her to be a San Francisco fan. And then I started like connecting the dots to a bunch of other like half-remembered stories that I've seen in the last two weeks that I didn't give a shit about because it involved the worlds of pop music and sports and also yeah. conspiracy politics. Have have you have you heard? The- the crazy uh super bowl conspiracy the, matt the psyops
1: involving was it taylor swift and she, yes. she's dating someone on the team isn't she
0: uh, yeah, someone in the opposite team from the 49ers and crazy conspiracy theorist shuds now have it in their heads that, oh, if the other team wins, I don't even fucking know what the other team is because I don't know sports. But if they win because that guy is vaccinated, they're going to take the field and they're going to announce their plans to, uh what is it, uh, enact Joe Biden. And this will lead to the new American Civil War.
1: F- uh, fucking Bane or something.
0: What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Taylor Swift is going to take over the stadium. You're, oh, The city is yours. Now, <laughs> but uh but yes that is a real conspiracy theory that's making the rounds that apparently is all connected to taylor swift and it gets even better because it means that all these like right wing cowboy hat bumper sticker confederate flag shitheads are now like yeah go san francisco yeah go <laughs> super gay super progressive city you go that's beat funny. the deep state apparently
1: <laughs> oh that that's great they- I, 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 have no, I have no idea or anything about this Taylor Swift thing. The only thing I know about like current Taylor Swift is that there's a a Twitter uh, page that like tracks her like private jet flights. Mm, 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 and, and she did one recently and it was a 13 minute flight across town in her in her <laughs> private jet and people were like, "Oh, no wonder the fucking Earth's dying. Because <laughs> because the because ch- the the page not only does that, but it works out like the carbon emissions of her jet. Right. is right. like, oh, she she burnt like a ton of uh, of carbon emissions just doing this like thirteen minute flight. I'm like, fuck rich people, man.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Oh, as the chat is quick to remind us, it's Kansas City. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, if I was that rich that I had a jet, I'm sure I'm sure it's like fruit. You know, if I don't use this private jet, it's gonna go bad. So <laughs> it's you go know, bad, I have yeah. to use.
1: I need a certain number of flights in a year for a tax write-off.
0: Probably. You know, that's probably it probably breaks yeah. down like that. Yeah, probably. There's probably some st- stupid tax write-off bullshit. You're right. Where it's like, don't you have enough money? Yeah, but I, you know, don't want to pay as much. <laughs> and I can. <laughs> the tax system is great for working for people like me. And it's tax <laughs> season now, too. So, oh, But yeah, that's... A, but, but yeah, that, that's the conspiracy corner. That's uh, that's what my week has been, like a bunch of sickness followed by awkward human interactions. And I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't go out as much, <laughs> both because of the germs and because of the brain worms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but how have you been, Matt? How's your week been treating you?
1: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. I had a pretty chill week and I've, I've been playing some Helldivers uh, nice, throughout the week, which which has been a lot of fun.
0: You, you told me that you can't actually play it single player, which is good because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. I loved all the trailers, but I'm also like, I don't know what kind of shooter this is, even though it looks very much up my alley.
1: Yep, you can do all the missions, <coughs> at least the ones I've done so far on your own. They are obviously a little bit harder because it's one of person against a horde of bugs, but it's still a lot of fun.
0: And there's like an evolving map there too, so like mm-hmm. all the stuff players actually do ends up mattering
1: yeah yeah you all play on the same map more or less and you've got to like liberate planets and and nice. everyone's like mission goals and everything add up to you liberating planets we're pretty close oh, so i was playing last night and we're pretty pretty close to liberating one of the the first planets and i think they are uh, they actually got through to it this morning
0: nice god bless super earth <laughs> <laughs> for super earth and country is all i'm saying uh that sounds good oh oh i did another thing i actually watched that uh donald glover uh maya erksting uh mr and mrs smith show mm. there i watched the first couple episodes of that on amazon
1: yes i've watched that as well it's really fucking good isn't it it is yes i don't know what like when it, when uh people were reviewing it they said that um uh, Glover and Escan had no chemistry whatsoever, and they were. And I'm like, what the fuck show are you watching?
0: Uh, also, okay, boomer. I guess you've never seen an awkward millennial couple yeah. before, huh? Yeah, <laughs> because that's what it is. It's the gig economy millennial take on a classic spy story, and it's genius. Yeah, it's great. Every episode also plays out like a different, uh, like high point in a relationship, you know, their first date, their first kiss, their first fight, because unlike in the Brad and Angelina version where they didn't know they were spies right away, they know they're spies right away. And their mm-hmm. whole fake marriage is, you know, kind of like a whole Russian, the American things like, oh, people don't pay attention to a married couple as much out in public. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, very smart, very funny, great idea to pick two like really creative, really entertaining, two really unconventionally attractive character actors and make them the spies.
1: I know, right? Yeah, they they fit the role so well. I I, I love them so much, and like I don't know how far you are in the series, but they they do eventually see like Allah john and james as well
0: i f- i and, figured as much from the and, first like episode or i'm like oh i think i know where this is going yeah
1: it, it's great as well because each couple is like like hey i know that guy i know that woman I, I, it's really oh, fun yeah
0: Oh, yeah, there's a lot of good character actors in there because I watched the this season on. So there's John Taturo and there's mm-hmm. Ron Perlman and mm-hmm. Paul Dano playing a creep, man. Well, how do you got to feel being Paul Dano? Oh, we need a really creepy guy who's going to make people uneasy the second yeah. he comes out on screen. Who are we going to cast? Oh, Paul Dano.
1: Oh, boy, I, I'm sure he's very happy about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. I'm sure lots of he, he knows he's always going to have a job. Yeah, yeah. You think, uh, you think him and Barry Coogan ever fight it over? Like, no, I'm the creep this week. No, I'm the creep this week. Stop taking my creepy roles.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll do a voice. I'll do a voice. He can't do voices. <laughs>
0: yeah, really. Man, I watched uh, that guy on that Hot Wing show this week, and it's funny just to see him when he's not acting. He's very much not like the characters he plays, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like a track suit on and everything. And he's got like a like a bear wife beater shirt on and his hair's all messy. And I'm like, "Oh, this is this is what you're like when you're not acting?" Interesting. <laughs> again, you you are very much not how I assumed you would be. Then again, if I was you and I was that rich and famous, I would also probably go to these interviews wearing a track suit with my yeah. hair messed up. Be comfortable. Yeah. Which I respect for that. I'm a character yeah. actor. People don't care if I look like shit. Yeah. Dr. Weird saying he watched Linkara's recent history of the Power Rangers videos. I did too which because I didn't actually watch those seasons. Uh, Yeah, but this might be the very last one because this is the last Netflix season and the special. So that's like all 30 years basically done now. Jesus Christ. And the last season was only two episodes so it ended up being like the shortest episode of the entire series.
1: Oh wow, okay.
0: Yeah, but it was done and I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for making that, uh, what is it, digestible for me. Yeah, yeah, people don't know where the series is going after this because they're not filming in New Zealand anymore. They're fighting about maybe still using Sentai footage, so they don't actually know what the show is going to look like next time we see it, if it's going to be another American movie reboot uh, boot or what it's going to be.
1: So they haven't announced, so like the show is effectively done
0: at the moment. It's it's kind of on hiatus. We know new stuff is coming. We just don't know what that new stuff is going to look like. Okay. I get the yeah. feeling. Yeah, which kind of makes it interesting, right? Where it's like, oh, so it could be anything now. So this could be a real from the ground up reboot. In but, fact, some people think it might be that where it's like, oh, are they just going to do Angel Grove and the teenagers with Attitude again? But in 2024, I,
1: I would say that there, there is a chance for them to get creative and everything with this. But then mm-hmm. I realized mm-hmm. that it's Saban. Yeah, And they are so fucking cheap.
0: <laughs> well, well, it's Hasbro now who owns them, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, Saban are involved in it. I thought they still were.
0: No, it's they've changed hands so many times. It was Saban, then it was Disney, then Mm. it went back to Saban, and it was the Neo Saban era that was on Nickelodeon, and then they sold it to Hasbro.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, well, they're still very fucking cheap
0: very again well well because that was always the brilliant part of the show you didn't need to film much of mm-hmm. any fight choreography because yep. it was already done for you
1: yeah maybe they'll do like what they did in that uh that special that we watched that time where they they realized they're like oh we can use drones to shoot yeah. stuff now and just do a whole episode with drones
0: yeah we, we never did uh we never did a commentary on that special that once a ranger we really probably should have because yeah, it's actually yeah. not too bad it's actually no, fairly it's, it's solid pretty good
1: it's pretty good yeah
0: it's, it delivers exactly what you want after 30 years and it helped that like the Red Ranger was in jail and other people couldn't make it so they just let Billy and Zack be the main characters
1: <laughs>
0: because they were arguably always the two best actors in the series anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice to just let them run with it but uh, yeah, so that's the sort of week we all had. Should we hop into the news, Matt? Because there's some fairly interesting stories this week. Let's do it. All right, starting things off here, a surprise one-shot announcement, courtesy of Jonathan Hickman. It's going to be simply called Doom, and it's going to be uh, seeing Doom versus Galactus in what they're calling, you know, maybe maybe the last Doctor Doom story, question mark? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I wonder.
1: Yeah, this is really weird, because, like, obviously he's doing like the ultimate stuff at the moment. Mm -hmm. He's got Mm -hmm. a Dr. Doom over there that he's probably writing stuff for as well. Yep. Uh, And yeah, all of a sudden, Oh, we're just going to do six one, six Dr. Doom and tell his story for some reason. What's he been up to? He's been, he's been in in the fantastic Four, uh, fucking with them. I know that.
0: I assume so. It's been a bit since I've actually checked in on Dr. Oh, he has his own X-Men team in Varia Now that was the last time I saw him.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: So I don't know if it'll be involved in that or what, but clearly Hickman had something to say about Dr. Doom, and it was something that uh, Marvel just couldn't say no to. Okay, yeah,
1: well, I'm all for more uh, Jonathan Hickman.
0: Wouldn't it be funny if uh, that story ended with Dr. Doom falling into the new uh, Ultimate Universe? Oh,
1: and he has to well, fight the Reed Richards Doom.
0: Yeah, well, I guess I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> Because, again, I feel like that's something if Hickman said, I want Dr. Doom for my new Ultimate Universe, they wouldn't fight him on it. They'd be like, yeah, yeah sure, whatever. Just do it.
1: Yeah, do it. It'll be good.
0: <clears throat> Just do it. Whatever. It's all fine. Mm-hmm. I uh, I would be fine with that. He definitely seems to have a love, a passion, and appreciation for the character. So, I mean, hey, if I pick yeah. up one Dr. Doom one shot this year, why not make it this one?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Why not? Now, uh, speaking of writers returning to characters they love and characters that they arguably made more famous, uh, Garth Ennis surprised everyone this week when he announced that, uh, that Get Fury book, which had actually been announced in like 2019, is actually going to be seeing the light of day later this year. Oh, no shit. Yeah, this is a return to Vietnam-era Frank Castle. It's the 70s, and he's in the war, and he needs to go find Nick Fury, who I'm assuming is still Mustachio Tom Selleck Nick Fury. He needs to go find him. He's been taken by the Viet Cong, Matt, behind enemy lines. We got to get him back. Is he gonna shoot a lot of people to do it? Probably. Is the story gonna be a, is the story gonna be a meditation on how, you know, war is hell and the Vietnam War was murky and there was no real winners, only losers? Probably. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, I think it'll be pretty fucking good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is is it gonna be dope as hell? Is it gonna have uh Ennis' trademark dark sense of humor and attention to detail when it comes to war history? Probably
1: probably probably.
0: are we gonna get references to other punisher stories like the valley forge and all the other stuff that ennis wrote for him that involves vietnam yeah probably mm, probably
1: probably i hope it's just as, as good because he did that uh that um uh punisher soviet yes that was the last 20 one 2018 2019 yeah yes and um hopefully it's as good as that because that one was really fucking good
0: It was good, and also very topical. Frank literally Mm. hunts down a corrupt Russian military official turned criminal, trying to turn a member of the American government. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 geez, I wonder who he's talking about, guys. I just don't know. I, I lack subtlety. I don't know. And, like, Ennis really humanized the, uh, what is it, the KGB guy that Frank teamed up with. Because it's like, oh, yeah, you guys, your losing war in Afghanistan was exactly like our losing war in Vietnam. And it ushered in the end of your empire just as, you know, our empire is ending. So good. (laughs) Yeah. And very sad and very, like, yeah. Also, hey, Frank drinks in that story. I forget uh, he he doesn't drink all that often, but he actually has a glass of vodka in memory of his friend. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I'll be interested uh, to see where this one goes. I'll definitely be picking this up. Also, hey, will this shut people up when they're like, oh, they're trying to bury Frank they're trying to try and make him go away as part of a bigger conspiracy? And I'm like, just, just shut up. Just fucking shut up. He's <laughs> he's he, he's always coming back. He's definitely coming back. They're not getting rid of the skull. They're just going to use it sparingly. Or when Garth Ennis wants to write something, and Ennis wanted to write something, so shut the fuck
1: up. And we've already had t- uh, like <coughs> Frank's... Uh- potential uh return already teased in, in yes. various
0: books and stuff
1: so yeah yeah it's not as though he's not gone anywhere
0: <laughs> yeah it's obvious what's gonna happen he'll come back he'll fight joe garrison we'll make a big deal about selling that story yep yep and ho- and hopefully propose gets to stay on and write it because i like what he's doing yeah. with joe garrison now and i'd yeah. actually love to see his take on frank
1: yeah it's it's been pretty good it's only what three or four issues in
0: uh yeah and it was always going to be short i think the next mm. issue is actually the last one yeah yeah and uh, it, it, funny, everything about Joe Garrison is basically taking stuff that Frank doesn't use in this continuity more. Oh, he's older. Oh, you mean closer to Max? Yep, And he's more high tech. Oh, like Punisher 2099? Yep. 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 So she took all that stuff. Also, that's, that's not even a skull on his shirt. It's just a bunch yep. of LED lights on his old shield suit
1: yeah yeah the 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 funny thing i was like looking at it the other day i'm like hey this actually looks like like a a negative space version of the the shield logo that just happens to also look like the skull
0: yep yep and he is in fact a shield agent and when he takes the coat off you can see the old shield insignia on his arm yeah which actually hey maybe uh maybe they'll use joe garrison as a backdoor way into trying to bring back shield isn't it weird that shield has been gone for so long
1: i know like you would have thought it would have come back by now
0: right i mean did like no writer have a strong enough pitch for it or is marvel just like really that horny in keeping that bit of like multimedia synergy going on yeah
1: i guess so yeah because it's not in the the movies or tv shows anymore
0: yeah and again like it's not like they were using them a ton but you always just like knowing they existed and whenever they would like swoop on in to clean up a Mm -hmm. mess after like a big super fight or something yeah 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 now, what else we got going on after that? Ooh, so I like to call this piece of news a thing that made Joel sad and think for a minute this week. <laughs> uh, Kumail Nanjiani uh, was on that. Oh, God, what's a uh, Smallville? He was the Flash on Justice League. Why is his name escaping me? Uh, inside of you, Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, yeah. Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. So he was on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast there, which I watch every so often. It's a pretty good show there. He's a fairly good interviewer. And uh, Kumail Nanjiani uh, opened up about, you know, uh, his experience with the Eternals movie and having to go around and promote the movie when they basically already knew it was a bomb and just like how sad and despondent that made him and how it made him feel like maybe I should quit acting. And and the story had a happy ending. At the end, he's like, look, my wife told me I need to go get therapy and I did get therapy and i'm like oh that breaks my heart because kumel i've said it a hundred times he's a guy like us he had a podcast he was just a funny geeky guy with a podcast
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, and then he got put through the marvel meat grinder and became
0: whatever he is now (laughs) and came out the other end and had a bad time with it i'm like oh that sucks
1: yeah, I think it was also more to do with the fact that he went through all of that, like or like oh, that. Yeah. like because he, he you go through like that because he, he like literally changed his entire body, but then yes. like after that he's kind of got to keep that up,
0: yes, and yeah, that's not right.
1: like sustainable at all.
0: No, and he even said it when he was doing it. He was very upfront and very transparent, where it's like, yeah, I transformed my body to get like the Marvel body for this movie and I hated every minute of it, and I promise when I'm done, I'll go back to being fun again because this was my job for like six months to get ready for a movie that you all ended up hating anyway and I still had to smile and I still had to talk about my diet and I still had to promote the film when you all decided you hated it and I think it would have been one thing if like oh the fans loved it and the critics hated it but like actual fans like him like us with podcasts are like this sucks we hate this and the fans are like no 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 you know Chloe Zhao no no the interesting stuff with lighting this was like a very you know (coughs) risk taking movie and I'm just like like, oh, that feels rough. But, you know, good on him for being open and transparent about it. And him also being like, look, I was proud of my work on that movie. I actually watched that movie. I didn't watch any of the other stuff I was in <laughs> from around that time. I didn't watch Stuber. <laughs> oh, Stuber. Yeah, I didn't watch Stuber, but I watched this. And yeah, I liked Eternals, too. And I liked him in it. Yeah. I thought, you know, he was perfectly cast. I thought he did that role really well. And it breaks my heart to know that he had a bad time. Because like I said... He is us. He is a nerdy guy with a podcast who got to do good, assumed that his career was about to blow up, only for it to not do those things.
1: I know, right? As as one of the the, the three people who have actually read Eternals, I can say that movie was so fucking good
0: yeah again and that's what i said and what we all said after that movie where it's like this is just the comic this is just eternals yes. i i don't yeah. know what more you wanted from this yeah
1: you you just don't like the eternals to begin with because you you find them boring. they're not you know constantly fighting each other or action and everything is a very deep concept it's a jack yeah. kirby concept
0: <laughs> it's a very kirby concept it's very highlander that was my favorite part yeah. of the movie when they were yeah, just yeah. straight up riffing on highlander maybe maybe they could have james gunnified it a bit you know maybe they could have gone in a different direction but they didn't they chose to just basically do the material
1: yeah yeah
0: and it and it sucks that uh audiences didn't respond to that one and i mean look you know you're you're bound to miss eventually it's just sad with uh it's it's sad that it made a guy i like sad basically it's the takeaway from it
1: it's it's that old thing where people will just keep screaming they want something new and they get given something new and they're like no we don't want this
0: and, and that's always kind of been in the back of my head for this phase, too. Everyone complaining, being like, oh, this phase of Marvel is bad. They used to be good, but they're bad now. They haven't really changed that much. And when they have changed, it seems that you guys aren't receptive to the changes yeah. that they make.
1: Yeah, you, you guys don't like it. You just want more of the same old stuff, which,
0: and, you, you know,
1: stuff like Deadpool is going to be doing. And you're going to, like, lap it up.
0: And, and we had predicted that before, where it's like, look, you know, eventually there will be... You know uh, a downturn in business for superhero movies because you know that's mm-hmm. just bound to happen nothing ever stays on top forever it's the nature of mm-hmm. the universe I just hope when it happens it doesn't happen via innovation instead of just like you know playing it safe
1: yeah yeah
0: also I'm glad you mentioned Deadpool too because uh, I think we're going to be getting a trailer for the new Deadpool at the Super Bowl I think that was one of the big trailers they announced yep yep the, that and uh the apes movie that was, those are the two that I'm interested in yeah I'm a
1: bit more interested in the apes movie than Deadpool because I know that apes movie has got to be fucking good
0: monk 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 return to monk <laughs> this summer we're all gonna return to monk and I can't wait for it monk is good <laughs> Uh, Now, moving on to something that could be sad news, but I just think it's hilarious. Rob Liefeld announced this week he he parted the doors and made a decree from his balcony to all who would listen that he is officially retiring from writing Deadpool in this year, 2024. I,
1: I'll believe it when I see it.
0: Yeah, he, he says, you know, he's at the top of his game, and, you know, he just he just doesn't want to, you know, see any downturn in his work. He said everything he needs to say. It's all been perfect. And, you know, he doesn't want anything to tarnish his record. The
1: the, the, the funniest thing, I think, is that, like, throughout this entire thing, and I only learned this recently, is but he'd been, like, doing, like like one shot or like a couple of issue miniseries comics with like Deadpool and like his characters, these like X-Men characters, major, <laughs> yeah. major, whatever the fuck his name was that character, major X, that's it. Yeah, uh, major fucks. Yeah, and like no other, no other fucking book on Marvel is, is like even bothered to reference them and everything. They he's made like his own little universe and things that he wanted to do with these characters uh, and it sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kind of. KT helping us out in the chat there, my six year old mother wanted to see the My Hero Academia movie over Eternals and that makes me <laughs> chuckle. That that is actually pretty funny. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. This is pretty good. <laughs> hey, the My
1: Hero Academia movies are pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you really couldn't lose as far as I'm asked. But uh, yeah, the the best thing I saw about this Rob Liefeld news is that people were sure to dig up that Simpsons clip because there's a Simpsons clip for everything. Uh, It was the one when Krusty announced that he was retiring from comedy because he basically got proto canceled for being racist. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the lady in the front row said, but why now? Why not 20 years ago? (laughs) and that's how i feel about rob liefeld uh saying he's retiring from deadpool forever why now rob why not 20 years ago (laughs) Uh,
1: couldn't couldn't help himself
0: couldn't couldn't help he saw he saw
1: he saw all the success uh todd mcfarlane was having
0: uh, i guess so
1: try to get some of that but the difference is todd mcfarlane can draw feet
0: yeah I mean, you know, that could probably be the name of Rob Liefeld's uh, autobiography at this point. Rob Liefeld, he's no Todd McFarlane.
1: Ghost written by Todd McFarlane.
0: (laughs) With action figures by Todd McFarlane. (laughs) Goddamn, the man cleans up twice. Doesn't matter what he's doing. (laughs) Uh, now moving on from there to a piece of news, uh, costume footage has apparently leaked from daredevil born again. I saw it, didn't know if it was real. And then I heard about the leaks and I'm like, okay, so it actually was real. What I saw.
1: Yeah. Yes. We're getting the, 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 we're getting the chip Zdarsky, uh, bullseye.
0: Yes, I know. Right. Which is very surprising. Like, oh shit, that's brand new.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and daredevil costume, that's kind of similar to his daredevil costume in that it's, it's a little bit more. Like the like the Netflix one, but the the yeah. color scheme feels very much like the zdarsky Cachetto stuff.
0: A much deeper, more vibrant red mm-hmm. is what it is, and yet no no DD on the chest, though maybe that's yeah. coming later. I don't know maybe maybe and
1: yeah i i saw these they they looks great i i also saw like a bunch of clips and footage of him uh because they've obviously got the uh, the the disney plus budget uh yep. Darede- daredevil's swinging this season he's swinging Ooh. from the battens cuz they've been doing stunts with, with him like throwing himself off of roofs and shit
0: which, which is basically the only thing i guess we didn't get from those 3 yep. seasons of that daredevil show he was very he was very all fists, no flips
1: how long until people start complaining about that and that they're making him like Spider-Man? Cause all they know is that, oh, thing, yeah. that, that Netflix show.
0: Oh, that's where, coming. Mark, he, mark my words. He didn't do
1: any of that sort of stuff. Cause they did it when, he, when he showed up in She-Hulk
0: yes he did and people complained then and i'm like guys that was always his shtick he was a swashbuckler for fuck's sake
1: yeah this is fucking daredevil
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was his thing he was goddamn errol flynn-esque early on and he's Mm. always flying all over the place hell those are some of the best images when he's you know swinging alongside spider-man and they keep up yeah yeah for real But, yeah, very interested in it. Glad we're getting costumes. I mean, basically everything we hear now from the Daredevil show, I'm like, oh, that looks good. That looks good. That sounds good. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. What was the show before this? (laughs) Right. That's that's what I really want. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Next time we're at a convention, uh, we really got to corner Christos Gage. We got to get him drunk and get him to tell us everything (laughs) about it because he's one of the only people I know who was actually working on it.
1: I know uh, someone recently interviewed John Bernthal about it, because he's, he's going to be in the show as well. Of course, and, um, yeah. they, they asked him about it, and he said he he kept like uh, declining their offer to join until he saw the new scripts mm. uh, to the show. And then he's like, okay, I'm in. So, like, yeah, what the fuck was that other show?
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's good yeah everyone in the chat saying i want the d i want the double d i know again it's weird that it's not there hopefully it is hopefully that's like unfinished maybe maybe they digital the d in later for some reason i don't know that would be a total disney
1: thing it's like oh we we could have actually put it on the suit but But we'll spend five billion yeah you will spend an extra 20 million to to carefully put it on uh for for each episode
0: Hell, I'd even settle for the little DD in the corner. <laughs> it's not my favorite, but a little D. Oh, man, that should be the hashtag campaign right now for Daredevil born again. We want the Ds. Where's our double Ds? Give us the Ds, Disney. <laughs> Just to confuse the shit out of the poor person who runs Disney social media. <laughs> they're like well apparently i i don't know how to say this uh mr feige but apparently fans really want double penetration this season in uh in daredevil they're demanding it i, yeah. I don't know what to tell you
1: and, and we'll we'll show it we'll just show it
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he furls his baseball cap and he's like are they saying double penetration with who <laughs> Particularly in what in what context do they want? To, they just say it. They want double D's all the time, forever. We don't know what to make of it, sir. <laughs> it's like I I don't know. I mean, I mean to, to talk to Charlie Cox and the guy who plays Foggy. I mean, see see if they're down. See if they're into it. I mean, and surely we can pay them some hazard pay. I mean, you know, I'm hey, not Foggy against has, it.
1: Foggy has a low type of fade now, so he's down for it.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I I mean, we're we're, we're not against it. <laughs> I mean, look, I I want people to be happy. I mean, we took this back to script, you know, to really, you know, bring out the authenticity of the story. And if the fans want the double D, I guess we'll give them the double D. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is uh, this is why we don't work for Hollywood. (laughs) Uh, The evil mathematician helping us out in the chat. Thank you. Uh, You might be right about Amazing Spider-Man might be good, but my grandpa taught me to read with Peter Parker book and nothing will dull the grammar. Ah, that's really Nice. Nice. That's really good. I like that. I like stories like that when generations share uh, comic stuff together. Yeah. And also, hey, let's celebrate because that's your 20th super on live stream. Hey.
1: Oh fuck yeah! How about that? I, I I didn't even see that pop up. So yeah, you saw that before me.
0: There, Matt runs the back end of the show, but I'm doing my job too. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Uh alright, so I guess that's all the news that was fit to print this week. So lots yeah, oh, of interesting stuff oof. coming down.
1: What one little story I just want to talk to you about, which is uh oh, sure. that did did you see that they announced uh there's that fucking Dead uh not Dead Evil, fucking Blade Avengers fucking blood hunt coming out. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You see it's getting 20 plus tie-ins.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and not only that, they've broken them down into uh into tiers so we've got like um fuck we've got limited series uh-huh. tie-ins and then there was uh, i think one <coughs> that's uh
0: that's 20 inc-
1: 21 of them i think
0: that's incredibly unnecessary let's do they, do they have them have they listed them
1: no no they they've oh they had this like graph um where it was like it's like so here's your main book and then oh they're also releasing issue one again as a red band issue that's for mature audiences uh, yes which we can have
0: some more blood in it which i mean i guess makes sense if you're doing uh what is it a vampire horror book you should have some blood that that is interesting 20 plus tie-ins that can kick some rocks i'm sorry
1: they haven't announced any of the them yet at least at least to my knowledge uh, beyond like obviously i imagine you know avengers like the captain america and all that sort of stuff will be getting one but yeah the, the the way it was presented was like it's like and come back later when we reveal these mm-hmm. titles you know it's like oh boy oh boy
0: yeah yeah okay i'm seeing the graph right now yeah limited series that means like more than three basically is new series yep. <laughs> unto itself one shots which is exactly what it sounds like and series tie-ins to books that are already going on so like you know who's already on the avengers basically and blade i'm sure will also be getting a tie-in because it's a blade event
1: yeah i assume we'll be getting like a spider-man tie-in as well probably probably an now, x-men tie-in or something
0: yeah wow well, all i can say is like jesus fucking christ guys way wait to already make me tired for a story yeah. and it's not even out yet
1: i was excited for this i thought it was just gonna be oh it's just blade and and avengers crossing over they're gonna kill some vampires nope
0: no we've decided nope. to make it needlessly long and uh, oh. tedious and it's gonna go all the way from may to july
1: oh my god <laughs>
0: And also, the, fa- the fact that it's going to be clearly crossing over with so many books, you know what that means, Matt? That means we probably can't fucking ignore it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to do a be- Beast World and <laughs> just just read the main series. Uh, I read, like, a couple of times in Beast World, I'm like, none of this is actually coming back at all in the story.
0: No, yeah, ugh. Yeah. God, I'm 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 already not looking forward to this yeah, now Jesus. because of this. Because I'm like, oh, you know, that's it'll cross over between Avengers and Blade. You know, I'm not really reading those books, but maybe I'll pick it up for the event. Good good for them for having something, yeah, 20 plus books across everything. Yeah, wow, just eat eat my whole ass with a spoon, please. No. <laughs> no. There is no way telling your story like this could possibly ever make it better. I'm no, sorry. No, There's not just not. No longer stories more into it just means there's going to be more like, well, what the fuck was that? Or like, Oh, well that had nothing to do with anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I have to imagine that that also means there's probably at least, uh, five different writers across the entire oh, yeah. event. How are you fucking going to wrangle that?
0: <sighs> wow. I'm, I'm already so <laughs> tired and this isn't even out yet. And I'm already tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> In what universe do you think, yeah, 20-plus 20, 20 times? In what universe do you think that, like, oh, yeah, that's going to get a lot of people cited. That's going to get metaphorical asses and metaphorical I, seats.
1: I, I'm honestly, like, intrigued to see, like, numbers when it comes to events in terms of, like, okay, who buys the main book as well as, like, all of these times? Like, what's the the, the percentage on that?
0: It's, to, it's also to, just... Like, it
1: has to be pretty big to justify this.
0: I mean, you'd think, but it's also, like, just such a terrible time, too, because it's like, who... Who has enough money to afford all this? Are you know, assuming? Right? Yeah, are you assuming they're all reading
1: everything? Yeah, and those issues ain't going to be cheap. I imagine they're going to be slapped with you know pretty decent uh, mm. uh, price tag.
0: Now, as Chemdog is reminding us, Peppy Larsa is drawing it, so at least it's going to look. Only nice. drawing the
1: main book, though. Oh which shit! Is fine. For real? I'm I'm fine reading like the mainline Blood Hunt book, but like all these tie-ins are probably just going to get like you know whoever's drawing the their book at the moment.
0: Yeah. It's also part of their free comic book day offering too, so they're like really fucking hard about it, clearly. Like getting right into it. Clearly. Ugh, goddamn. <laughs> well that put a sour taste in my mouth, Matt. Let's talk about what we read this <laughs> week and try try and get the show back on track as you and I just see our May and July disappear. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I'm ho I'm I am because I think around that time as well, uh the, the, the big Superman summer event's gonna happen and that looks to be a little bit smaller. So right. so at least there's
0: that. Cause that's, that's always putting our nuts in a fucking vice when it's like, oh, Marvel and DC are having one at the same time. So here you got to take on a ton of new books. You're not regularly reading.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> uh, But yeah, we want to talk about what we read this week, Matt, cause it was a pretty good week.
1: It was a pretty good
0: week. Uh, where would you like to start? Uh, let's start with ultimate uh, Black Panther. Yes, Ultimate Black Panther, number one, part of the big new relaunch of Ultimate Comics. Uh, I'll come out and say it. I thought this was an even uh, an even better jumping on point than Spider-Man was mm. for this new universe because you basically don't need to know a damn thing. Yep, it it, it sets it all out for you. Yep, do, do you know who Black Panther is? Did you see any of the movies? Cool, that's all you need to know. Well,
1: not even that. Black Panther's not even a really big thing in this first issue. It's, not, it's just no. about T'Challa.
0: Yeah, right, because he basically isn't Black Panther because none of that came to pass. T'Challa became a king and a politician. He never got the chance to be a hero because Wakanda Mm -hmm. continued to be isolationist until basically right now when the Maker went away and the entire uh, African continent got all fucked up by uh, the Moon Knights.
1: Yeah, there's not even like a hint at like, like what we usually see (laughs) where like, oh, Black Panther is the king of Wakanda. He's passed down, you know, he's a protector. Like that- doesn't even really seem to be, like, he is Black Panther, we see him at the end as yes. Black Panther, but it's more so that, like, oh, all these different, like, kind of religious sects, like the Khan and mm. the Dora Milaja are the ones who are taking that protection role a little bit yeah. more.
0: Yeah, again, it's this, this is a T'Challa who never got to be a hero, who never mm-hmm. got to see the world. And he is, you know, the, the crown is very heavy on his head. It's mm-hmm. crushed all of his joy. He wasn't even able to marry a woman he loves. He marries a a friend who he respects mm-hmm. and everything. But it's a political marriage. Yes. They don't sleep in the same bed. There's clearly not a lot of intimacy there. And I'm like, oh yeah, so he's he's really pissed off at his lot in life. He's dead. He's isn't even dead. T'Chaka is still alive, yeah. which means that he is a king living in the shadow of the former king, which actually makes it really, really a nice comparison to Peter living in the shadow of Uncle Ben, who yes. is also not that, dead.
1: I said that in my review. This is a nice like companion to uh, that Spider-Man book because it's, it's sort of the same sort of through line through these two things and they go in completely different directions
0: again talking about culture for the 30 somethings reading this book who remember the old ultimate universe hey were, were you a failure to launch hey do you have uh, arrested development right now are you waiting for your parent and or loved one to finally retire well here you go <laughs> uh, the evil mathematician can we get that last episode review of my hero oh yeah i did that when covid started didn't i, I never finished it <laughs> maybe maybe one day evil math one day i'm gonna shock the fucking world and i'm gonna come out and do it either that or uh, tell you what next pandemic i'll get it done next pandemic <laughs> You know, whenever the world stops and uh, comics and entertainment get disrupted, I promise I'll hop right in there and finish all the things I plan to finish. (laughs) (coughs) Actually, uh, if you're a patron, uh, you might get some audio versions of some spec scripts that I tried to sell and no one bought. So uh, don't be shocked if you get those next week because I won't be here next Saturday. I got to go away to a family thing, but I don't want to leave you with nothing. So you might get audio versions of some spec scripts that never got produced.
1: Nice, nice.
0: So that'll be fun, but yeah. So Black Panther, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting to see a T'Challa who's like a king but hates his job and like wants to make change, but he can't because, like you said, all of these other institutions kind of got him by the balls.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's. It, I thought that was really interesting. The idea that like uh of like the Dora Milaje and and the Voodoo Khan, <laughs> the Voodoo who are actually like an old thing from like Marvel, but haven't been used in like a long yeah, fucking yeah. time. Um, yes. And how, yeah, they, they, they're both trying to vie for like the king's patronage and like trying to convince him uh, that this way is better or this way is better. And he wants to they want him to basically rule through fear and paranoia and keep keep Wakanda closed off where he doesn't want that at all.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want that, but he also doesn't want to piss them off while well, he mm-hmm. is younger, more impetuous, and doesn't care about getting in everyone's face and being like, no, if Wakanda is to survive, we have to open the doors. We have to actually be part of the world, and we're seeing what Wakanda's inaction is doing to the rest of Africa as a continent because the Moon Knights are rolling over it. They're you know taking territory for themselves because the mm-hmm. Maker is gone, and the only person or persons who is fighting against them is Killmonger.
1: Yeah, Killmonger and his wife, Windrider, who is just Storm.
0: Is what well, Windrider was an it, old name it's that gonna, Storm it, used. It is
1: Storm. I'm pretty sure we've seen art of her, yeah.
0: Yes, an, an old name she used in an old universe that doesn't exist anymore. And also, how cool is that? Storm in the Ultimate Universe is a Black Panther character first and an X-Men character second, probably.
1: Yeah, and seemingly married to Killmonger.
0: Right, how about that? Killmonger is in a loving marriage and Black Panther is in the loveless marriage. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool.
0: A very interesting take, which also makes me think when all these characters get together, there's probably going to be some love triangle stuff going on. (laughs) Which I'm all for, which might also give Killmonger more of a reason to hate Black Panther in that case. He stole, he he took my woman, damn it. (laughs) I was with a goddamn weather witch. She was a literal goddess. I can't ever come back from that. (laughs) <laughs> no man can come back from that she's like the greatest woman ever <laughs> she can literally change the weather with her fucking emotions and i'm not being sappy and poetic i mean literally yeah, she changed literally. the weather yeah. <laughs> one time she got pissed and she uh called down a lightning storm <laughs> but yeah really really strong first issue
1: yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes and like how like because obviously, like, a big part of the story is is Wakanda coming out to the world and everything. Yeah. How is that going to affect, like, everything that's, like, that, like, uh, Tony Stark is doing and everything? And because and, this is, like, an unknown power to even him, yeah, it seems absolutely. like. It.
0: makes absolutely. It, what's the state of vibranium now? Is there no mm. claw anymore? Is there no... Uh, adamantium for wolverine skeleton because they've been closed off for so long. i think they said that cap's shield was adamantium or did he have the shield in the ice with him i don't even remember
1: i think he did i think it was it was sort of like off to the side but right i, yeah. I don't know whether they mentioned what it was made of
0: yeah what what about the man ape and all these other black panther mm. villains do they even exist now because uh tachaka didn't die in all of these big watershed moments in wakandan history didn't happen or at least didn't happen the way they were supposed to
1: yeah very interesting
0: (coughs) yeah begs a ton of questions and this is this is always the best part of a new ultimate universe the thinking and the wondering yes
1: what happens next
0: yeah what happens next what happens from here what what new and interesting ways will old characters be introduced yeah yeah so
1: yeah so far the ultimate universe is two for two i think
0: Two for two. Well, what's the next one that comes out? That Peach Momofuku X-Men? I know that's coming out.
1: X-Men, I think next week is the next issue of uh, Spider-Man.
0: Yes, I think, I think you're
1: right. A- and then, yeah. yeah, the next actual series is the uh,
0: X-Men one. Which will be interesting because that one looks especially weird and, like, art yeah. forward. And that looks like Peach Momofuku being like, look, I-, I had this story in my back pocket anyway. And they were just taken, you know... Taking ideas for a new universe and like well i could do this this could probably fit because it looks like it's going to be based around armor
1: mm, yeah armor and it, it's really <sighs> strange because it looks like other x-men characters are going to appear like like in the black panther book yeah and, and like i think maybe the spider-man book whereas like in the x-men book all we've ever seen is armor
0: Yeah, because the idea being that the maker stopped all these incidents that made heroes happen. Well, how do you stop the entire race of mutants being born? Or do you just, like, kill Xavier (laughs) and make it so that, like, the X-Men never form as, like, a team?
1: Mm, Yeah, very, very intriguing. I'm sure he would have done something to xavier xavier was on the fucking illuminati tried true. to fucking arrest him so
0: that's true yeah it's like look i got your fucking name here on my enemies list yeah
1: i'm gonna fucking break your legs with hammers again
0: <laughs> in my goddamn uh ultimate maker burn book over here <laughs> never trust charles xavier <laughs> any charles xavier in any universe <laughs> none underlined three times <laughs> so i don't forget in case, you know, my head gets shot and I forget huge chunks of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll be really interesting. Do, do, do you think Armor was able to beat it? Because she's Armor, she was able to, like, literally protect herself from whatever the Maker did. I could
1: see that. I've definitely see not of her powers st- from what it looks like starting to manifest. Mm, so well, yeah. ma- ma- maybe there's something where, like, <laughs> oh, since the Maker is now trapped in uh, his city, maybe there was something that he was doing that, like, halted the gene and now that he's trapped it's like allowed to just and it just explodes and everything
0: right because i believe at the end of that uh, ultimate invasion book we heard like a news report being like oh a new african nation has appeared and like oh a little girl Mm -hmm. survived a bike accident that should have killed her because she's armor that's why (laughs) yeah yeah case case you didn't know in case you were just only kind of paying attention that's why (laughs) Uh, but yeah, Black Panther was probably the biggest one for Marvel this week, and the biggest one for DC this week was Batman 142, the beginning of Joker mm. Year One, the new three-part ongoer uh, that's actually going to be weekly, which, thank God.
1: Thank God. <laughs>
0: Thank God, because I I did not want any longer to have to think about this. Because like I I liked the first issue, but the first issue throws so many big ideas and concepts at me, where I'm like, okay, you can't you can't just leave it there, Zdarsky. You have to explain yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, now 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 you're you're committed. You have to do this.
0: <laughs> Basically, and that's what that first issue is, where he's like, look, I know all of you don't love the idea of a Joker origin. I know you don't love the idea of me taking a little three issue detour from failsafe to explain this story. Well, let me lay my cards on the table. Okay, you interested now, motherfucker?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I do like that it was it, it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, which is literally no. just like, ah, uh, hey, it's Joker baby. He's got the origins going, but no, the writer is actually Fox. very well aware of all of this stuff that we had problems with. So, yeah. That's Absolutely. good. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> For for starters, this is a story that takes place in multiple time periods. In fact, mm-hmm. we start off in the far future where the Joker is dead and old man Batman is doing an autopsy on him.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting like like sort of wraparound premise for the for the series.
0: Again, just hitting you in the face with it right away where I'm like, OK, continue. <laughs> and he's like, OK, the only clue I have to go on is this red pill that is completely empty, like every red pill. And uh, when you open it up, uh, it kind of looks like uh, what is it? The old Red Hood gang members mask. Yeah. Surely this means something. But why is there too? And then we flash back to the moment of the Joker's birth which is actually directly after the events of Zero Year, which is fucking wild to me that this story ended up being a direct Zero Year sequel.
1: Yeah, that, that's, <coughs> that really caught me out of uh, left field just because, yeah, like where does this happen in Batman's origins? Because his origins are kind of all over the place at the moment.
0: Yeah, because it's like, wait, didn't you also go back and didn't, have you also been saying for years now that year one is the original continuity yeah. now?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did. But now year 1 takes place after zero year potentially. <laughs> we we see that we see the moment of Joker's birth and they also finally come out and say what had only been implied before and that is yes when Red Mask started monkeying around with the multiverse in an attempt to see the Joker's birth and better understand the secrets of madness. In doing so, he ended up creating the three Jokers. In fact, the scene we see of Joker being born in the waterfront there, we saw that in the Red Mask issue. Now we just mm-hmm. see it from another angle. And I feel like a lot of people forgot that actually in my comment section that we had seen this previously. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I had one guy actually get very upset and very in my face in the comment section. He's like can you be sure how can you speak with such authority and be so sure that this is how the three jokers were made because it said so and yeah. because we saw this already from I'm- another angle you just forgot
1: and we read comics every week we, we yeah. we've learned this thing called media literacy
0: yeah yeah how, how can i be su- so sure how can i be so confident uh with all due respect because it's my job motherfucker that's why <laughs> i'm the king and if you come for the king you better not miss <laughs> and like yes i get stuff wrong occasionally too i'm only human but i knew i was right in this one because i have been pouring over and paying attention to zadarsky's batman run and i'm glad i did because if you didn't then yeah this one probably would have a gone over your head and be confused the fuck out of you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah so joker fights three or two other jokers we don't actually know which one wins that fight which is interesting
1: yeah that's that's quite uh quite cool yeah
0: so we don't know, was it the original Red Hood gang member or gang leader who won? And even then, if you read Zero Year, he wasn't actually the original Red Hood gang leader. He killed the Red Hood gang leader and took over mm-hmm. his identity. But the, but this book doesn't remind you that because it doesn't want to muddy the water any further. <laughs> Look, this, this is the Joker who was the Red Hood. Apparently, he did go on an early crime spree doing heists and everything. But now his mind is basically at war with itself. He has the more human part of him who just wants to lay low, the Red Hood gang member who just wants to commit crimes, and another part of him who seemingly just wants to tell jokes, even when it means getting the shit kicked out of him by bikers. <laughs> which which I do like that as a Joker thing, where it's like he literally can't stop. He is compulsive in telling yeah. the worst jokes possible.
1: Yeah, it's, it's his thing.
0: Yeah, he cannot help it. Even when he tries to live a normal life, he cannot help it. <laughs> And uh, also, hey, the Red Hood gang is actually fairly alive and well. They broke up. A Joker gets saved by Brian. I love just regular ass Brian. Brian, yeah. <laughs> because the Joker is not a big deal yet. Not everyone is afraid of him yet. And he just thinks of him as the old Red Hood leader. And it's like, oh, hey, man, you know, we really missed you. You know, you were a good leader. Actually, you were really smart. <laughs> <clears throat> and so many other gangs are now ripping off the Red Hood gang shtick. You've got the Black Hoods and uh, the Grey Ghosts. That made me laugh. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Gray ghost. I'm like, C- can we see the gray ghost? The gray ghost actually been yeah. pretty fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, can, can, can we see them now, or is this uh, next issue?
0: Yeah, don't, yeah, d- don't blue ball me, Chips you <laughs> <laughs> about the gray ghosts. I want to see them. Also, hey, maybe, maybe Tim Drake should take up uh, the gray ghost name as an origin. That'd be pretty dope. I think for one. For <laughs> that's just me talking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was kind of cool. We see that. Joker gets like, he essentially gets triggered for lack of a better word when he sees Batman. He doesn't know what to make, but there's there's a whole thing in his internal monologue where he talks about, you know, I, I feel like I'm becoming chaos. I feel like I'm becoming something more, but chaos shouldn't be afraid. Madness should have freed me, but I'm more afraid now than ever. And I kind of love that because it's like, oh yeah, what does Batman always say about his villains? They're a uh, superstitious and cowardly lot. So naturally Joker would be the most cowardly of them all. <laughs> So to be afraid of everything and Joker ends up getting the most unlikely bit of help from Dr. Daniel Capito, the guy from the night who tried to teach Batman to like harness the power of his mind. He was basically Timothy Leary saying, oh, we'll expand the human consciousness and you know, you'll be the perfect human Batman. You'll feel no pain. You know, you'll be able to adapt to any situation. You just have to give up all emotion and be like an unfeeling psychopath. And of course, Bruce was like, fuck off. No, you're insane.
1: (laughs) You're insane. You're, you're a joker. You're, you're Basically.
0: Insane. You're insane. You're like the joker. Yeah. He he kind of is. And like, you go back and you read that issue. And I'm like, oh my God, he's talking about super sanity is what he's yeah. saying. Which is totally like a, I, I believe it's a Grant Morrison idea. That the reason yes. the joker is the way he is, is because he's able to constantly change to match any situation he's in. That's why sometimes he's a clown. Sometimes he's a crit killer. Sometimes a crook.
1: Yeah. That's that old super sanity.
0: Which I kind of think like, oh, my God, is this what Zadarski is saying? That that is actually Joker's power to change for any situation that he's in? Is that why there's three? They're all locked in his head and he can cycle through them as need be.
1: Uh, th- 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 see, that's interesting. That's a really interesting take on the
0: Joker. <coughs> Very. Unlike anything we've seen before. Yeah, and again, yeah. and again, and again, it's not giving us an origin is what yeah. it is. It's just explaining why he is the way he is, why he's kind of eternal.
1: Yeah, and as well as it's not really also creating new things for him, it's taking things that have already existed and mm-hmm. giving some context to them.
0: Which is a very Zadarsky thing for his run. He hasn't mm-hmm. actually created that much. He's gone back to old stuff. Mm-hmm. As the chem duck saying, you see, he's a joker, a smoker and a midnight toker and with, su- and with super sanity, he can shift between these at any time to better fit the situation. <laughs> that's the three jokers I want. Forget whatever Jeff Johns was talking about. That's what I want. <laughs> that's the one I want but yeah the, I, I love too. it's also a direct sequel to the night the night was like the best new Batman origin story I've read in years and now it's even more important to read than ever
1: it's so funny because like when that book started it looked like it was just like oh like a sewn sort of thing you know a way oh mm-hmm. actually just doing like a Batman origin and then like everything he's like connected it he's just like oh no mm-hmm. this is my origin so I am going to use it for everything I write about Batman <laughs>
0: And also, too, uh, it's kind of uh, Zdarsky being like, and also let me tell you the last Batman-Joker story ever in this dark future where to defeat the Joker, Batman put him in the Matrix, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, strapped him into this fucking weird fucking machine.
0: Yeah, which made me worry because I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, don't tell me we're in the Matrix right now. Is this the Matrix? I
1: mean, that... I I don't think we are, but that would also be, like, a very Zadarsky thing, because he's kind of toyed with that, with, Mm -hmm. like, all the stuff with Failsafe. Yep. And, like, going into, like, the Mayan Palace of Bruce and Mm -hmm. Zurinar and all that sort of shit.
0: Yep. Again, I hope it's not that, but yeah, in this dark future joker uh managed to somehow corrupt duke and use his light manipulation powers which i'm sure many people forgot he could actually do that and steal all the light from gotham city so he could spread a laughing sickness that turns people into jokers
1: it's the most effective use of duke since his creation in uh death metal
0: (laughs) isn't that sad we like duke and it's a shame no one has anything to do for him well
1: it's like well like it is a a serious case of like well what do you do with him that like these other people can't do because like his powers are light based which is pretty cool but like he's essentially like a robin who just happens to maybe be a metahuman
0: outsiders used him well a batman adjacent team of other metahumans in fact he should be on that new outsiders team now Mm -hmm.
1: yes he should be
0: because he's very good yeah let's have a team of young outsiders he's very good for it Mm. but yeah so joker year one holy shit big ideas and big swings in this one
1: yeah, yeah, pleasantly surprised by what uh, I saw. Yeah, I just thought it was just going to be, you know, cash grab, another, another case of Zdarsky just being told what to write, a la mm-hmm. Gotham War, you know.
0: And this is this is why we put our faith in Zdarsky, because he rarely lets us down, and he's the only writer who could get away with being like, I'm going to do a three-issue Joker origin story, and I'm like, all right, I mean, if anyone could do it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I guess it would be you. Yeah. Uh, the chat saying, "I want stand sword Duke." Yeah, yeah, th- yeah, that was a pretty good Duke too. When he had freaking Black Lightning as his stand and a big sword, yeah. that's pretty good too. That I'm was pretty go-
1: fucking good. Hey, that that was the future though, because that, could still, still that could still
0: happen. That could still happen. That could happen. Yeah, we're just working up to that. You see, we need to work <laughs> up to that Duke, where he becomes the coolest fucking guy ever, or when he becomes like the last monitor. So apparently, Duke is awesome, but only in dark futures. <laughs> Hell, that's a story you tell with Duke. You have one of those guys come back in time and be like, look, you become awesome, but only when everything else is fucked up. How does that make you feel?
1: Yeah, okay, I don't want to be <sighs> awesome anymore.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone else everyone else has to suffer for you to kick a bunch of ass. <laughs> uh, hell, even, uh, what is it? Even uh, the White knight where he's just an older cop and not a kid and also ends up becoming Robin anyway after the fact he becomes the Man-Wonder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's also pretty cool. What is it what, what is up with Duke being so well served in the multiverse? <laughs> <laughs> but not the main universe. What a shame.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, I had two more after this. What about you?
1: Cool. Uh I had a Neil before Zod issue too.
0: Oh yeah, that came out this week. You were singing its praises.
1: Yeah, the, the this this book continues to to uh, go from strength to strength and this issue uh deals with more of uh zods inner turmoil as he's kidnapped he captured a kun from the last issue that invaded mm. his world and uh the book opens with some pretty hardcore uh torture uh, <laughs> Ur- Ur- Ursa burns the uh the, the kun's brain from the inside with his with a heat vision uh, as they try and find out who uh sent him and why they why they are there and I I love they make it known straight from the beginning Zod's like okay we're gonna torture you uh for information but we don't want you to give us the information because we just want to continue to torture you because that's <laughs> really why we want to do this. We don't give a shit about the information. We just want to fucking torture you. Naturally. And, and they eventually, then they're obviously there for the big super weapon that uh, Zod has been making because the Kund are now ruled by a guy who's kind of cow to the United Planets and oh, a lot of the tribes a lot of the tribes don't like that because they're a (coughs) war race and the united planets want peace so they think that if they can get a handle on this weapon they can then take back their race more or less and and use the the weapon on the united planets and everything and zod doesn't want anyone to know about his weapon just yet um (laughs) so so they the the rest of the issue is them preparing for war because the the kunda are getting ready to invade so he's making eradicator drones he's he's Genetically, he's had um Ursa do like eugenics on like the fucking the native people of this planet. They took over and like oh, that installed sounds bad. like installed like this neural net in them, so it makes them like fight uh until they literally like fall apart for
0: Zod, <laughs> and, and that's what's gonna happen to anyone who gets the neural link. So they probably shouldn't get that from Tesla. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> um. and and all the while like she keeps saying like why not use this super weapon you know prove our superiority against the kund get rid of the threat before it even is a threat and zod doesn't want to and it comes to a head where ursa actually attacks him and and is like questioning. It's like, why won't you act? Why are you not being like the Zod of old? The Mm. Zod that, you know, conquered all of these different places and was like the, 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 the herald hero of Krypton in its day. Mm. Why are you not being this? And Zod just says, because I don't know what else there is. I can have, I have my own planet. I have a family. I have subjects to rule over. What do I get next? Like he doesn't, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's very like King Conan. No. Where he's very, like, discontent, but he doesn't understand what he wants and everything. And, and it, there's a really cool meta commentary about that where the character is aware of that and wants to change and evolve, mm. but Ursa doesn't want him to change and evolve and wants him to stay exactly the same he has through decades of his life.
0: Yeah, that's this kind of like Zod's as marketability as a villain yeah. where it's like no he needs to be these things so we can keep putting him in stories but that's not interesting cuz we're just telling the same story yeah. over and over again with him. Well, imagine exactly, how he exactly. feels about it.
1: Exactly, exactly. And the interesting thing is well they don't they don't do the, they do this in a way where it doesn't make Zod become like a hero or an anti-hero like what often happens with heroes uh, with mm. villains he is still very much a villain because he's talking which I He love. does you know does torture he's talking about how his newborn son will be bathed in the blood of the kund and, and <laughs> in their victory and all this sort of stuff he's very much still a villain uh, but he's a very complex villain now which is really quite cool
0: the hardest stories to write, but always very good when they do, which yeah, sounds, yeah. sounds like I need to catch up on Neil before Zod because this sounds like my jam.
1: It, it's pretty good. And and the, and the issue ends with, uh, Ursa taking control of new Candor and using Zod as basically something he's always hated, which is a puppet, uh, leader where he, he'll go out and do the, the, you know, the rousing speeches and everything, mm-hmm. but Ursa will be the one who's actually
0: ruling behind closed doors. She, ju- she just couldn't ask for a divorce huh they just couldn't try a tr- a tr- a trial separation maybe some yeah. counseling
1: yeah it's like you know you sent our son away you know I'm probably gonna do the same I'm gonna take a step back and you know you know reassess my situation you know she's
0: she's just got really bad empty nest syndrome you see because the son's not there anymore and now the parents have more time to like think about the relationship and all the stuff they don't do anymore oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. hate to she, see
1: it she, she's pregnant with a new child so she's got to consider their like safety and well-being yeah, you know. And, and
0: you know And you know her hormones are probably all out of whack right now, you know. It's it's a shame too that all the Kryptonian uh, marriage counselors died out when the planet exploded. That's uh that, that's a lesser cousin of the L family you don't remember, Jeff L, who, you know, went yeah. to school for marriage counseling. <laughs> You think, that, you think they would have had a robot for that? They would have built, like, a marriage counseling robot, like, uh, Keelix, uh, Mark Seven. That's what he does. <laughs> oh, I think Brainiac has a relationship setting on here, too. Let's just mess with his dials a little bit.
1: Yeah. He's, it's really funny you mentioned that, because I thought of that as well, because obviously, like, like, we've got, like, Superman and Lois doing their thing in their book. They're, they're great. They're a great couple. Then you've got, mm-hmm. you know, Zod and Ursa. They're very you know tumultuous and very much violent and 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 everything and then you also got brainiac who's now just getting a wife
0: that's right he built a wife
1: trying trying to like build because of what he's seen from like superman and lois and potentially other heroes and everything so it's really quite an interesting thing they're doing with the villains at the moment
0: yeah it's uh, well it's it's super villain and Lex has
1: his family back
0: that's right, he does. They fucking hate him, but they're back.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're everyone's getting a family.
0: It's, it's super villainous cuffing season is what it is. Everyone's just <laughs> shacking up with each other now for the long winter. We'll <laughs> get divorced later. But uh, yeah, that actually sounds pretty dope. And yeah, good, good point about there is this relationship through line between all the super books at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh,
0: speaking of relationships, uh, X-Men 31, the next chapter in the Wrap It Up saga.
1: <laughs> the wrap-it-up saga, is that what we're calling it? Now? We're
0: we're calling every X-Men book right now that's not Rise of the Powers of X and Fall of the House <laughs> of X is just the wrap-it-up saga, and that's fine, but that's what it is. This is, once again, all about Sync. Uh, Talon died trying to steal the gene bomb from the high evolutionary so they could cure the kill switch in all of Earth. This is why it's not actually mentioned in any of those other big X-Men books, even though the Orchis kill switch was literally the reason the X-Men couldn't fight back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm glad they're dealing with it. Uh, we actually learned a lot about Sync. Uh Turns out no one actually bothered to look into Sync's new powers. You know how he got so strong now he could copy mutant powers even when they're not around? Yep. So the thing about that is uh, every time he did it, it actually aged him and killed him a little bit. It's just nobody oh. noticed because he was next to Talon all that time. So he just he just grabbed a little Wolverine <laughs> healing factor
1: so it was kind of like canceling itself out a little bit
0: it was canceling itself out which again meta context that i literally cannot live without you i love you so much yeah oh. i <laughs> i am i am physically dying without you and i am mentally dying trying to pull a gene gray and keep your brain alive in my brain <laughs> and the x-men are like he's he's shaking he's convulsing he's sweating he's gonna fucking die because he can't let go of his emotional baggage and we need him to because talon and sink were basically our de facto leaders they were the only ones with cool heads because they'd lived for thousands of years inside the vault uh spider-man stuck around to help them save mankind and activate the gene bomb which i thought was very nice
1: oh spider-man actually fucking doing something for a change
0: (laughs) right and hanging out with miss marvel the girl he got killed that's nice of him (laughs) and they're just being cool science bros doing science and i'm like i like this This is so much better than his own book. They have a fight with Nimrod, and they remember like, oh yeah, Nimrod's supposed to be really strong, right? So he like 1v1s the entire team without Sync, And even when Sync comes back and he finally puts his, you know, he puts his love to rest because Talon's like, oh, I knew the risk. And, you know, if you let all those other people die, then my uh, sacrifice will have really been for nothing. So he calls up like one storm god lightning bolt. To hit uh, Nimrod, and it's not enough to kill him, but it's enough to stop him for a few seconds so they can set off the bomb and escape. And they're like, okay, that's done. Now we're ready for phase two of the plan. Polaris making landfall on Earth and doing whatever the fuck she's going to do. Read read the next yeah. issue if you want to know what that's about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's going to be in the next uh house of whatever the fuck it's
0: called fall of the house they literally say yeah. because Duggan's writing that too he's like yo read my next issue if you want to see what happens next <laughs> yeah
1: because that's where the last issue of the fall <coughs> of, of the house of uh uh x uh left off with polaris getting brewed and uh coming coming to earth
0: yeah which again glad they're explaining it glad they're putting together but i still just cannot shake the feeling that this is this is x-men the wrap it up chronicles
1: yeah it it definitely feels like it putting all the ducks back in the hen house and everything yeah,
0: which is even weirder because like wolverine is having a goddamn saber tooth event right now know, all of this yeah. is going on
1: That felt like a last-minute thing. It was like, oh, we we were meant to do this a little earlier or a little later, but now we're going to have to, like, wrap up before July, so we've got to move it on.
0: (laughs) Which I guess Ben Percy gets to get away with it, because it's like, well, you did X-Force and Wolverine since the very beginning. You've been here longer than anyone else, Mm -hmm. so you know what, man? You you wrap it up at your own pace. You you do what you're (laughs) going to do. You're clear. I guess you're in the middle of what's arguably one of the best runs ever for both these books, because we wouldn't have kept you on both for as long as we did if you weren't doing something right. Yeah, yeah. And this feels like an era that people will actually go back and read again. Definitely. Uh, Tevi asking us, is OG Laura dead and buried because I'm confused? Well, you know, that asks a very interesting question about uh, the human soul and about what makes us human. Is that the OG Laura who died because she was the one who went in the vault, aged up, and took the name Talon? I would say... Yes and no, because technically all of the X-Men have died dozens of times now and have been resurrected in Krakoa. The answer is, is if they have all the same memories and the same personalities, does it matter? Are they not the same person?
1: Shippethusius.
0: Yeah, is the flesh just flesh at that point? Did the OG Laura die? Yes, but she died way before this because that technically wasn't even the real Laura. And the Laura who's running around now is X-23 is also not the original Laura. <laughs> none of the X-Men are the original X-Men anymore.
1: Yeah, no, they died long, long ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, if if you have such a narrow view on what is humanity and what is the flesh, it is the original flesh, or like you said, Matt, is it the ship of Theseus if you just ch- keep changing parts? In fairness, they didn't change any parts. Same memories, genetically exactly the same as they remember. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, maybe not the same ones that got shattered of the womb. Just, you know, <laughs> ones that got shattered of big eggs. <laughs> so, you know, wrap your head around that one if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's, that's a much bigger philosophical question there, Tevya, about what makes us human and what makes us really real. Are any of us real right now? Or are we all in a simulation, bro? I don't know, bro. <laughs> Sm- smoke this and we'll talk about it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's X-Men. It's pretty good. Spider-Man drove a truck at one point into Nimrod. And I mean, anytime spider Man is behind the wheel of a vehicle, yes. that shit's just hilarious.
1: Yeah, it, it is really funny visual.
0: Why is it so funny? Spider-Man driving any vehicle is just hilarious. I, I know. It,
1: it, it's just the way he looks, you know, gripping the steering wheel and everything. Yeah. I
0: <laughs> is is it because he's a new yorker and he's not used to driving is it just because we're so used to seeing him swinging around that it's just this like uncanny valley thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah so uh i had one more after this what about you
1: cool uh i had superman 78 and i'm not gonna talk about it all that much because it
0: wasn't very good no yeah you uh you weren't liking the uh the batman one and you weren't liking this one now that's a shame
1: i i didn't mind batman 89 batman 89 was great yeah. Uh, but, and the first volume of this is great for <coughs> Batman, uh, but Superman, this, uh, metal curtain is just, uh, it's not moving at all. Or like didn't, when it moves, it moves like at the speed of light.
0: Didn't, didn't improve.
1: No. Uh, yeah. Most of this issue is just Metallo fighting Superman. Superman manages to beat him with the deus ex machina that he has just a big red button on his back that he press and turns the suit off. Helpful. Uh, he. That he learns because Lex Luthor built the armor because mm. it's like a Lex Luthor war suit that Russia stole. Um, Damn Russians! But yeah, th- that that's literally the entire issue, which it, it it itself is really strange because literally last issue we had this whole sequence where Metallo was told by his Russian handle is that he will not be able to confront Superman just yet because they need to, uh, like so descent in the public Mm. of America against Superman and like, you know, all that sort of stuff. And like this issue literally opens with him arriving at the white house and challenging (laughs) Superman to a fight. And I'm like, great guys. You just completely like upended your storyline. Lois Lane is barely a thing in this book. Even though the first issue you like, like teased out this story where she'd be like hunting down these like Russians in America, Uh, barely anything with her since that. Well, well uh, she's you... just she's in this issue twice and she gets one line.
0: So so what you mean to tell me, Matt, is that these comic sequels to the Superman movies are, you know, staying true to form by getting worse and <laughs> yeah. worse as time goes on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and Margaret Kidder is is just like slowly leaving the production because she hates what's going on with the writing and everything and, and same suffering with, Gene with Hackman, mental illness, yeah. You know. They couldn't they couldn't get him back, so he's just in a couple of panels, you know, not Oof. with anyone, sitting at home. Oof.
0: <laughs> Oof. Sh- shamefully accurate. <laughs> shamefully so, so,
1: so when you put it that way, it's actually a pretty true representation of like Superman movies in the eighties. <laughs> in,
0: in that case, it's a brilliant work of speculative metafiction, is what we're saying. <laughs> you just you just didn't know how deep the fucking rabbit hole yeah, went
1: i just didn't didn't understand what vendetti was doing
0: at the time man <laughs> goddamn! So, so someone send this clip to vendetti so every time someone has a problem with this book he can be like yes i did it on purpose they were right <laughs>
1: But yeah, it's it's really like a nothing burger of an issue. Oh, Kryptonite barely affects Superman, even though in the last couple of issues we had this really cool idea where like this the Kryptonite weakened Superman, but it also made him experience like intense PTSD at the attack he had. It oh. kind of made him a little bit like, sort of paranoid about what was happening that was really quite interesting that's completely gone in this issue he's able to like just dodge stuff dodge kryptonite blasts and get real close to Metallo, even though he's got like the chest arc open and everything well, That's and, yeah it's, uh, yeah
0: <coughs> n- n- normally i'm used to hearing you speak so glowingly about the superman yeah, you love I it's, it's it's new to hear you talk about a <laughs> superman that's kind of chapping your ass
1: <laughs> it's just just all over the place and yeah I-, I don't know how long this book is meant to be but like surely it's coming to a close very soon like 10 issues or or eight issues or something and if we're at the halfway mark like fucking barely anything has happened
0: <laughs> surely it can't go on much longer shortly yeah
1: yeah yeah uh
0: that's okay I'll, I'll cheer you up on a happier note the last book i read this week was captain america number six the grand finale of the first arc Ooh. of J. michael straczynski's cap run
1: oh nice what's going on with cap
0: They brought it all together and brought it home in a great way. In the past, we see him and his gangster buddy, Meyer Lansky, fighting it out with German bun dudes trying to stop them from bombing Madison Square Garden. (laughs) And in the future, Cap is saving a UN peace conference from the fucking devil. Blah. (laughs) <laughs> well, 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 it's a devil day, and he uh, he uh, what is it possessed the body of a serial killer becoming a villain called the emissary. But again, he's fighting Nazis in the past and he's fighting Nazis in the future is the whole thing. And, you know, Steve Rogers life. He he, he says it quite uh, succinctly where it's like, you know, uh, history comes in waves. You know, people don't realize the upheaval while they're in it. And, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it very often rhymes. And, you know, his life just cannot help but keep rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's actually pretty cool because cap kept getting his ass kicked by this magic guy because he's not used to fighting magic villains yeah yeah and he's like what the hell am i supposed to do in this situation and dr strange is like look i didn't i didn't want to do this right away but like i feel you're not gonna win this fight if you don't so he gives him the eye of agamato and he affixed it to the shield where the star oh, nice. is so it becomes the nice. shield of Agamotto.
1: <laughs> oh that's cool
0: and they have a great back and forth where Steve is like, oh, geez, I don't know how I feel about putting this occult symbol on an American icon, to which Doctor Strange is like, you ever seen the back of a dollar bill, my guy? <laughs> and Steve's <laughs> like, whoa, you blew my mind. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go and look into the Illuminati next. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. This is where we find out Doctor Strange is like super into the Illuminati. Dude, I am the Illuminati, man. <laughs> what do you think that I was, man? It was always the Eye of Agamotto you didn't know. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, they, they beat the demon. Uh, Steve stops the bombing because, of course, he's the only guy who's small enough and thin enough and sick enough to crawl in the window where the car bomb is and drive it to New Jersey where it can blow up without hurting anybody.
1: Yeah, it'll just yeah I'm gonna kill some Italians or something. I don't know.
0: Well, there's a great bit where Meyer Lansky's like, "Hey, drive it out to New Jersey to this empty field where we bury uh stuff." <laughs> don't don't ask any more questions steve I, yeah. I i i'm the good guy in this story
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. don't go like looking at through those mounds uh, that you see in the in the in the field don't, don't, don't touch them
0: <laughs> yeah this this will really hurt our bromance if you do that <laughs> which i'm glad the story came back that where it's like look Meyer Lansky was the good guy at this point in history because he was a powerful jewish man fighting back against real nazis pre-world war ii but he was also one of the most prolific gangsters of his era <laughs> yeah. so like let's not get too precious with (laughs) Um, (coughs) look people can be complicated people can do more than one thing in a lifetime and he did
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it, it reminds me of like um uh the movie the rocketeer and how that has like gangsters in it and they're like fighting the government but then the nazis also appear and then the government and the and the gangsters like okay these nazis are bad so let's like team up and like fight them
0: <laughs> it's it's 100 that and also like shockingly close to real history too actually yeah
1: yeah, yeah. like <laughs> like
0: what is it i think uh i think the president at the time like let one of the bananos out quite famously because he had a lot of ties in the shipping industry in europe and they needed to get supplies you know pass axis lines mm. and everything and he did that
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee you, there was like like gangsters helping out
0: mm-hmm. the
1: government against the Nazis and whatnot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because you know, war is bad for business. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> Is what it is. But yeah, that's that's very cool. The best part of the story actually happens at the end because, you know, Steve defeats day in the future and in the past, you know, he defeated him again because obviously he was possessing the German bun guys to make all of this mm-hmm. happen. And uh, th- the guy who the demon is possessing has like a sniper bead on uh, Steve when he's in his hospital bed and he overhears the doctor being like, whoa, kid, you're really sick. It's not just asthma. You've got like nervous system problems and stigma and everything else. Else there and diabetes you're you're not gonna live more than five years i'm sorry kid oh jeez. you're just not gonna make it and the demon hears that and they're like no you know what don't shoot him it's better this way him him stopping me today surely this is a fluke let him let him live his last <laughs> five years in pain where he'll die sick and unloved forgotten by history because surely steve rogers will never accomplish anything <laughs> this sickly little kid from Brooklyn. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. The demon underestimates him in two different timelines.
1: Now we, now we need like a storyline of the demon, like after that and like seeing like, you know, Cap going through world war two and like helping winning the war and everything. And just him being just like utterly berated by like all the demons in hell. We like, yeah, he really. had a chance, like, come on man
0: well well, well that's kind of why he's doing what he's doing now to try and make up for it and he yeah, gets yeah try
1: and make up for it yeah yeah
0: he gets beaten twice and Steve's like look you're right you're a demon I can't beat you but like I can fucking exercise you now you don't have a body now you can't do shit motherfucker <laughs> And, and it ends on, like, a real, like, bittersweet note because Steve had taken in, like, this Korean drifter guy who was helping him uh, rebuild his, you know, family tenement building and everything and make it mm-hmm. livable again. And Steve's like, oh, you should stay on and you should be the manager. And he's like, no, I think me and my family should move on. We have family in Seattle. And Steve only sees it after the guy's already left, but there was a bunch of uh, Nazi graffiti where the dude parked his truck being like, foreigners go Aww. home. Aw, yeah, and that breaks Steve's heart, and the final page is him, like, white-painting it over, and he reiterates what he says in the beginning, you know, history moves in waves, you know, people don't recognize great change when they're in it, but they'll always be those sad people who will dilute themselves to stand next to power that shares their hate, and they'll also always be those who are willing to fight against it. I fought the Nazis back then, and if they ever want to put on their uniforms and step to me again, they're going to catch a fucking shield to the jugular, <laughs> and i'm like yeah damn right steve hell yeah (laughs) so yeah i I like that one yeah real really strong six issues it's one of those things where it's like you could give this to everybody
1: yeah it sounds like it
0: yeah again you need to know basically nothing about captain america you could literally give this to anyone and it tells a great story of steve across his entire history and also never touches on the war because this is pre-war yeah And I kind of like that about her. It's like, yeah, Steve was always a good kid. And also his sickness kind of ended up being one of his greatest strengths because people were always underestimating him and it let him get places that no one would expect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) Kept him alive.
0: It kept him alive. In fact, uh, what is it? Uh, Abraham Erkstein. We don't see him, but we hear his line from like the first Captain America. You know, "I, I would like to recruit you for a special project. (laughs) <laughs> Be because Erkstein saw the hero in him that was always there that no one else could see. <laughs> and I'm glad that they, uh, what is it, strengthened that relationship too, where it's like, you know, yeah, everyone underestimated him except for this guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Captain America, really strong. And I also really wonder what uh, Straczynski is going to do after this because it looked like he planned this arc out a ton. And I'm like, okay, what do you got next after this?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah show us what you got next i yeah. wonder if it'll just be she got that out of the way maybe it'll just be like a modern day set story
0: yeah because that was kind of my feeling where it's like uh th- this feels like one you've had in the chamber for a bit you know are you gonna be okay now writing this monthly you know do you have other, <laughs> other cap ideas or it's like no, nah, i i blew my load in the first arc because <laughs> sometimes that happens when guys like this yeah. come back to comics yeah. where it's like no i only had like one idea
1: yeah but they would only sign me for a monthly book
0: yeah but they signed me for a couple of years because apparently the way he said it he didn't think that this was going to stop the other captain america he thought that this would be running concurrently with the other captain america book
1: the sam wilson one
0: no not even the sam wilson one uh the outer circle everything we were liking from uh, oh, okay, L- yeah. lansing and kelly he thought yeah. it would be running concurrently
1: oh okay
0: so, no, the anyone who was theorizing, like, oh, did they cancel that series and push it aside because uh, Straczynski asked for it? No, actually, Straczynski yeah. liked that book and thought they were going to keep making it.
1: Well, maybe maybe he'll continue that stuff then.
0: I mean, they kind of are in Thunderbolts.
1: Yeah, yeah, He can, can keep continuing Steve's story through that, yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's where they landed. But, yeah, good shit, good shit, I liked it. Uh, what else did you have, nice. Matt? Uh, any more books? Uh, that's it for me, yeah. Okay, well then we can talk about what's coming out this week because I got all the new releases in front of me. Nice. So again, if you're listening to this book on a Wednesday, that means all these books are officially out and purchasable. We've got Batman 143, Joker Year One Part Two, because it's a nice. weekly book now. Yep. We got Amazing Spider-Man 43, The penultimate Issue and Gang War. Okay it's it's coming we got to we got to take it's our affect medicine. the
1: next 20 plus issues <laughs>
0: they, they they fucking said that again they basically said the same thing i'm like you, I, you got you got to stop I, lying i think
1: it, i think at this point that's just something they put into the books just to piss people off
0: <laughs> i very much believe so we got action comics uh 1062 more magic bizarro
1: nice more nice. well, jason aaron
0: nice yeah i'm down for it miles morales spider-man 16 i believe this is the finale of his gang war piece mm-hmm we got Batman and Robin 6. We got Green Lantern 8. We got Darth Vader nice. 43. Nice. We have Fall of the House of X2. And again, Polaris is on the cover in her green suit that looks like Magneto and she's bringing nowhere with her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so that's going to be good. Uh, we got Superior Spider-Man 4. Uh, nice. What else we got? Oh, we got Red Hood the Hill, which I kind of wanted to read, but I don't know if I'll have room for it. This is the Yeah, Return- I
1: did as well.
0: This is the return of Sean Martinborough in his, hey, you all really should have bet on me back then, but thank you for betting on me now, I guess. (laughs) I I just love him being like, fuck it, I'm picking up where I left off. I don't care how many people read those two issues. They were good. This should have been the direction. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't care about your continuity.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It could work at any time. Uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver number one is out this week. Yeah, okay. We're getting that. More X-Men books, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah in the decline of x-men as we get ready for a new reboot they're, they're just pumping out x-men
0: books more x-men we got thunderbolts three we got speed force four we got sinister suns number one which i bet you would be interested in
1: yeah that's uh Zod and uh that this new sinestro's sun not sun thing
0: yeah sunestro yeah yeah exactly Yes, he's my son, Estro. We got Night Thrasher number one, which I read that. I'm like, fuck off. Night Thrasher's not getting a new book. He is actually. It's written by a guy, uh, Jason Holtham, which uh, I guess he had written some digital stuff for Marvel. Uh, he wrote Bishop War College, and this looks to be like his big standalone book itself. There's stuff like this always feels like a trial by fire where it's like, look, man, if you can sell Night Thrasher, then maybe you'll make it in this industry. <laughs>
1: the, ch- the children yearn for Night Flasher.
0: They do. All these 90s children will return. They they yearn to be thrashed at the night. <laughs> Look, pay no attention to what Dwayne McDuffie said about the character, that Dwayne McDuffie hated the character so much, he penned one of the angriest letters to the editor anyone has ever read. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so we got that, and that looks like just about everything that's fit to print this week. Uh, Oh, Dutch number one is out, I believe. Is that uh, part of that new... uh, No, it's not. I thought that was a different Dutch. I'm like, oh shit, is that another one of those... uh, GI Joe books but it isn't oh
1: okay yeah
0: I'm like oh shit Dutch got a book too holy shit but no it's it's Dutch and spelled out like it's an anagram for something yeah Uh, but yeah so looks like a pretty good week this week I would say for books lots of big titles lots of fun interesting books that we love yeah So yeah, be sure to check those out. And uh, thank you everyone for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed uh, the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Sorry if I sound like shit. I can feel it in my voice that my vocal cords are like, cut it out, man.
1: nah you you sound fine
0: All right, well thank you maybe it's all in my head but yeah thank you everyone for watching and listening both on Twitch and YouTube as always if you're a patron you'll get to listen to this back first before anyone else Uh, really proud of how good the show is sounding now you can listen to the podcast version with uh, no ads because no one will sponsor us uh, on Spotify and on SoundCloud and all those other things Uh, everyone keeps telling me a Google podcast is going away which is why it's on Spotify now and it's on iTunes so you can find it yeah, you can find it. And thank you, everyone who has been listening to the show on Spotify. I'm checking the numbers, and clearly there is actually uh, an audience out there for it. So that's very, very heartening.
1: Easiest way to listen to the show, I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too, across everything now. So definitely check that one out. We'll try and be back again. Uh, I will be gone next Saturday, like I said, but uh, I'll try and upload something to the Patreon for all of you out there to listen to it. It'll be something different. Like I said, it's a spec script I wrote for someone else that I'm (laughs) just going to record now, uh, unedited and uncut. I could be saying anything. Actually I, I really like the guy I sell spec scripts to because he's actually a very good editor of my work. Where it's like, no no no, Joel, you don't you don't need ten words when five will do just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I love being long-winded and verbose. (laughs) You're
1: Uh, used to it because of the algorithm.
0: Yeah, yeah, for real. I can't stop talking. Uh, I can't even end this show. I can't stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Bye-bye. We'll see you next week. Or actually, no, the week after that, I promise. Bye-bye. Yes, bye.